Welcome to the What More Can I Say podcast with your illustrious hosts, Dexter and Ernest. You've now reached the intersection of comedy and festivity, where unapologetically black opinions still matter. The What More Can I Say podcast can be found on all major podcast and social media platforms. Just search What More Can I Say and remember to like us and provide feedback. And now, onto the show. Tell him, KG. What you gonna say now? What can you say now? Welcome to the What More Can I Say podcast. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dexter. I'm joined by my co-host, Ernest. What's happening, man? What's up, people? What's going on? Long time, man. When was it? Uh, October 31st? <laughs> yeah, man. Post-Halloween, man. Yeah, shoot. We done went through how many holidays we had since then? We missed Kwanzaa. We missed Christmas. Like, damn, man. Thanksgiving. New Thanksgiving. Year. Thanksgiving, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, but... Uh, 2017, this is, it was 2017, right? So, so confusing, man. That's, you know, I say uh, anything after the 2016 election is kind of all a blur from that point. Dude, I'm going to tell you something, man. I was looking at numbers um, at work from 2017. 2017 seems like a, a long, I mean, 2016. 2016 seems like a long, long time ago, man. Like forever. Man, hell, twenty fifteen feels like <laughs> when it, when people talk about like the Obama presidency and stuff, man, it feels like it's like they're talking about Carter or Nixon or something. Man, it feels so far away, dude. It's like, damn, man. Uh, well, uh, this is uh, if you don't know, this is episode twenty two of the What More Can I Say podcast. Podcast can be found on Stitcher, iTunes, and any of your popular any place, any other place that you get your your um, podcast streaming from. Um, damn man, we sound tired, man. I feel tired, man. This we recording late, um, so forgive us, right? Forgive us up front, man. If we sound like we're tired, man. Yeah, we are tired. Well, we're gonna push through, man. We were supposed to start recording about you know a couple of hours ago. Yeah, it's a couple of weeks ago, hell. Well, it, well, you know, I was having some, you know, some technical difficulties. You know, this $100 microphone I have, somebody in my house done fuck with it and mess with it. And that's not working. So I've been going from device to device trying to, you know, log into Skype. Just admit to people, how many passwords do you really remember anymore? Not a whole lot. I ain't going to lie. When I pay my light bill, I change my password every single <laughs> Every month, dude. Dude, that's how I have like student loan payments, man. Every single month, I have to change the password just to pay it, and it's so frustrating because I, I don't. That's that's the only thing I despise paying. Despise paying that bill, man. And you know, look, if I if I try two or three times, they say your account's gonna be locked out for twenty four hours. I'm like, huh, whatever. <laughs> I'll get back to it <laughs> when I see that eight hundred number show up on my phone from from. Todd from Sally Mae or Navian or something. I'm like, oh, okay, it's time to pay this thing. But see, but, <laughs> but so we had a conversation about this before. Dude, I'm the same way with my, like, homeowners association. And, you know, I so I just got the bill the end of December, and it says pay in January. Let me tell you how ignorant I am. I'm going to make the people send me a letter from a collection agency <laughs> to tell me 
Dude, I'm being serious. Because I don't see the value with it. I, I don't see the return on my damn money. I yeah. pay for my homeowners association dues. So I make them send me a fucking letter every single year. Say, hey, Mr. Sexy, you haven't paid your homeowners association fees. If you don't pay it by this date, then you know we're going to submit it to a collection agency. I wait to the last date. I put it on my calendar. Then I pay it online. It's not about the money. I just like messing with them. I do that every year. You know what, man? To be honest, I actually pay mine late every year, and I pay it right before the cutoff before they charge the like the late fee. Yeah. And you're right, man, because mine actually just I just got a notice the other day that it's going up by like a hundred dollars or fifty dollars or whatever, and and just to look, they you know they send you like the statement, like the line item, all the stuff that they spending money on is like, bro, you you spend sixty thousand dollars on damn landscaping, bro? Are you serious, like? Man, look, I I need I need to run for like president or something, or treasury or something, because I know somebody pocketing some funny some money, man. Dude, I was doing the same thing, but I was looking at that list. I was like, hold up, so I said the same thing. I said irrigation. Yeah, man. L- landscaping. I'm like, what the? I'm like, what the? What the fuck? And like so my just... my interest, man. They like they're not even like we had the light that was out that you know illuminates the sign, the entry sign to the community. That light been out for like six months. And you like, and I'm paying, and you increase my money, and you can't even put a bulb out there? Come on. Bruh. Come on. So I was one of the first probably 30 or 40 people to move into the subdivision. My subdivision is, you know, still relatively new. And, you know, one of the selling points was we were supposed to have a park for the kids, you know, like a running trail. Dex asked me if that park has been constructed. We got a damn running trail. So that's what I'm saying. I'm just not. And the subdivision is almost complete. Like, I think we probably have, like, 15 more homes less than that to get built. So I'm just like, hey, I don't see no space for this park or these rent trails. So I'm just like. I think we run between the houses. <laughs> so that's, but that's what I'm saying, man. It's just. So that's the one bill I have why I don't like paying. You got to come, come for me. 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 Well, this um, fans that have been missing us, this is the 2017 wrap-up show. So we came into it. We, we, we're going to try to talk about some good things, and we're going to talk about some bad things. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have a lot of good stuff, so I'm just going to piggyback off whatever Dex says as far as the good stuff because we took a lot of L's in 2017, people, a whole lot of L's. So with that, so with that being said, Dex, go ahead and um, kick it off with something you feel was positive in 2017. All right, man. Well, yeah, you're right, man. My, my, I feel like this, but my list, I wanted to come up with five things that were positive and five things that were negative, you know what I mean? And my list for negative just kept growing and growing. And I was struggling for, for, for the good things, man. But number one on my, and you know, the, the good section isn't any particular order. It's just what it is, what it is, what it is. I'll start off with uh, protests, man. I think the protests, just in general, like that's like I said, that, that en- encompasses taking down the monuments, uh, the, the racist general monuments in all these uh, states. Uh, you know, Kaepernick taking a knee, NFL protesters protesting, NBA players protesting, just people being engaged during this political climate and actually, st- you know, standing up and saying something and not just. You know, typically what happens is after we after we vote and whatever the outcome is, 
black people tend to step away and we, you know, we tend not to get our voice heard and stuff. And I think we were the good thing, the good outcome that came out from the 2016 election of 45 was it charged people up, man. I think that momentum carried on through 2017 and still going on to this day. So, yeah, I think that's a huge positive. I think black people in general are much more engaged and much more just woke, man. And we. I have a positive, and uh, this is going to sound kind of crazy, but I am happy that 45 won the election. Now, you know, I hope Ooh. you're not driving and crashing into your cars or whatever. I'm not listening to you. You're crazy. Just, just let me, just follow me on this. I'm happy he was elected because with his election, a lot of people that were before like closeted racists, they're more overt racist now. I want to know where I stand with people. If you don't like with me, if you don't like me, if you don't fuck with me, I want to know that. Now, I don't want you to, you know, string me along and act like, you know, we're cool and you accept me and we're on that level. And I think it's good, man, um, for black people to really recognize and identify these individuals because they haven't liked us for years. And I think that's bringing you know, more awareness to us as a people. And I think that that is uh, making us focus, like you said earlier, with the protests. And I think it's uh, motivating us to become more active politically, um, local, state, federal, and actually paying attention to something because, you know, Politics is a sport that black people as a whole, I don't think we've really participated in for years. I think, you know, after, you know, the Civil War and the Reconstruction, Jim Crow, you know, everything that they were doing to us, it kind of died off and picked up again. And now I think it's a resurgence because we understand, you know, the importance of it. So believe it or not, 45 winning the election is was a positive in some ways in 2017 for us. So, yeah, man. I, I totally agree, man. Uh, next on the list, man, is I have black women, man. I want to shout them out. Just you know, black women, just in general, man. They they greatly from and this this stems from the twenty sixteen election on. So in 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 the avenues of politics, you know, they show out, man. They they have voted in total opposition, almost unanimously, you know, most of these general elections in these states, man, they're voting in 96, 97, 98%. Not saying black men aren't voting either. I'm not saying that at all. Black, what I'm saying is black women have been, like, stepping up in in a major way, uh, even as far as, even with the, the protests and stuff. When you look at a lot, a large amount of, the heads of these protests, are a lot of them are black women. And um, so, yeah, man, so I mean, from Jamel Hill stepping out and and speaking up and you know and and actually being suspended from ESPN, uh, from April Ryan with CNN stepping out and 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 uh, going toe to toe with with um, you know Trump and his cronies. Um, and Angela Angela Ryan, Federica Williams, uh, Wilson, the uh, the senator from uh, the congresswoman from Florida. Who uh you know call him call call forty five a a damn liar you know uh, you know Maxine Waters you know leading the charge from Congress and stuff man like you know I think the Trump administ Trump administration has has t taken black women to task this year as well I think they have come out openly and overtly overtly attacked black women 
openly this year. And uh, they've rallied, man. They, they, you know, they definitely, they showing out, man. So I got, I want to just tilt my hat to them, man, and, and salute them, man, because they showed up, showed out, and continue to fight the fight on our behalf as black men and just, you know, moving the country forward, man. Because when you look at, we look at the alternative, right? Look at the, and I don't, I don't want to give away too much of my, in, the, in my worst list, but look at the, uh, look at the other races of women, and see the percentages of, of voter turnout and who they're voting for against their best interests and stuff. So, yeah, man, I want to shout them out, man. They definitely are positive for the year. Uh, you know, keep keep moving the culture forward. What else you got as far as positive? I got uh, number three. I got black art in general. So that goes from entertainment to, um, you know, entertainment to athletics to just everything, man. This year has been almost like a resurgence or a renaissance, man. Or last year, 2017. Uh, you know, from in the areas of entertainment, we had, we had, I mean, multiple shows that we could watch, uh, streaming video options. Uh, I mean, from shows like Atlanta, Insecure, Dear White People, She Gotta Have It. Um, you know, movies like Girls Trip. Right, so let me, let, let me, let me play devil's advocate for a second. Is it that these movies didn't exist before, or now that we just have more access to them? Well, I, I don't think no, they they didn't exist before, right? They we didn't because think about it. Before when we the 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 amount of variety that we get this that we've had that we had last year was unique, right? Because before, if you wanted to watch a black show, a black sitcom, right, you had one maybe two to watch, a handful to watch. You might have one black movie a year, one or two, and we all had to watch, right? We, it wasn't, you know, if you didn't like, if you didn't like uh, Boys in the Hood, well, how many other options you got? You had, to, I mean, that was the, that was your movie that you had to watch. And this year, last year, we uh, in 2017, man, we had much more variety, especially from from the TV standpoint and and from you know, streaming video options and stuff. It was black shows that I didn't even get a chance to even watch that. That's never been the case. Man, I, I don't think it was more variety. I think it was more quality because it was quality always and variety, man. Because they dude, a lot of these shows aren't the same. Man, like, it's always been you know Belly Two. What's that stupid movie with Treasures in with the, well, the Trench Coat? Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'm, no, 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 I think, what, I, what I'm saying. I'm talking about as far as the, as far as as critically acclaimed content. I'll say that. So content yeah, that. Yeah, quality, so yeah. yeah, quality content, right? Because. Yeah, we've had trash before, right? We we all seen Master P about it, you know what I mean? We we we've I've never seen, seen I got to hook up. I've never seen it. You know. <laughs> but like I said, we've had we've had trash before, but to see the amount of high level content, right? Like I just saw today that uh that show uh came on ABC. I think it was the mayor where the black kid, the young black kid ran for mayor and won. That show got canceled recently. But I didn't even watch it. Uh, the the white famous show that Jamie Foxx and the uh, the guy from Saturday Night Live forgot his name. Uh, that show got canceled. Like beforehand, you only had one of those shows, right? One or two of those shows that you could watch. That was on HBO had one shows. You know, now I mean, look, I didn't watch Power. I didn't watch, uh, and I know I heard Power was a good show. I didn't watch. I haven't watched. Uh, uh, what's the one with uh, 
Empire and you know How to Get Away with Murder and the, all 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 of those shows. Not only are are uh, watched by our community, but they're some of the most watched television. Period. So that we haven't had the type of TV numbers that we that we're seeing as far as viewership and stuff go. We haven't seen these numbers since maybe, you know the Cosby Show and one offs like the Cosby Show or. Or uh, you might have, you know, Martin might put up big numbers. Or right, but that's a, but but you, but you to me, but you, um, that's just going back. So if we were to talk about that, I mean, living single, Martin. So like I said, I think. Yeah, but when you think about living single, Martin, think about what other movies were out at that time. See, this is this time we're we're not only we we got movies that are winning critical critically acclaimed awards. We, people are winning Oscars, Emmys, and Grammys. People well, are, bro, like, like this is the- real. Like, whatever you want to say about the Grammys and Emmys and all that type of stuff, like, you know, it doesn't justify our content or whatever. But it doesn't. Nigga, I, don't can, a, I don't give a fuck about the, the Emmys world, or the Grammys. Or the, we don't. But, but you know who cares? The world cares. But, right? but I, think, I think that's a, to me, to say that now we're just getting critically acclaimed stuff is a slap in the face to the other stuff. It's been really good, man. I don't think we should define our okay, show. Let's, let's not pretend. How many shows have we had from let's say from a let's say sitcoms or not even say sitcoms let's let's say black dramatical shows right where there's this is us or or insecure or I mean how many like black sci-fi like when last he seen show a, a sci-fi show starring black people? But see that that goes back to my point. I think you know we have access to more because. If you look at stuff from overseas, they've always put out, you know, good black art. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's something. So it's it's more the access. Is they've always been around. I don't. I don't know if you told. Look, you, you, the, the, I'm not sure. You, okay, you might find some one-offs here and there. Like, look, I watch a lot of stuff from other countries and stuff. You might catch one or two shows here and there you watch something you might watch luther on bbc or you might watch chewing gum or something but as as far as the, as far as as headlining black black content that that's making money we haven't seen that like period we haven't we have i mean it's a reason why girl trip broke records this year i mean it's a reason why Atlanta won has won multiple awards. The reason why Moonlight has won multiple awards and stuff because the quality, most of the most of the content that we've put out that we had the ability to put out, and not including like one-off little movies, little independent films that that nobody sees. Uh, most of the content that we had a chance to put out is stereotypical based. Is you know there's not a lot of depth to the characters and stuff. The shows that we're putting out now, you're seeing characters with diverse characters with flaws, with with uh, uh, fleshed out character character through lines. Like I haven't seen that. I mean, I, me per. I mean, I, I'm a. I consider myself a, a a movie and and film and TV critic, man. But I haven't seen a lot of shows even back in the '90s and 2000s and stuff when we were watching TV and stuff, man. Like. There wasn't a lot of black content that had depth of character, where there was a flawed character, not just a kid. Oh, he's the black kid that did drugs, or he's you know she's the girl that got pregnant. Like a real character 
real ch- time to develop. Ch- bro, I challenge you. I could come up with a list. I can't do it. I could come up with a list, bro. It's going to be a thin list, and it's probably going to include Lorenz Tate from Menace Society. I mean, from Menace Society or something like that. If you, I'm talking, find content where drugs aren't involved, where where um, police shootings and stuff isn't involved. Like, that's rare. That's rare. So even some of my best content that we've ever, that, you know, that's Dr- cult classes drug. in our community, you take away the drug piece, how much you got? Hey, but drugs and rap was involved in Atlanta. So you, you get what I'm saying? So it's just. From a super, I, I, superficial standpoint, like that, that didn't, the show wasn't based. It's a big difference between The Wire, whereas drug, drugs is a through line through the entire plot. Like, well, and The Wire was, the was great. To, but what but I'm the saying. Dude was, dude was trying to be a rapper. You know what I'm saying? He, he was a struggling, up and coming rapper. And the other dude, so the struggle was still there because uh, what I'm okay. What I'm saying, even from a, from a Atlanta standpoint, the depth of character in those characters. Typically, if you're a drug dealer, you're a one note character who I sell drugs. I'm Lorenz Tate on Menace Society. I'm just ma- I'm just mad the entire damn show, just pissed off. There's never any moments of. You know, I'm doing why, you know, I'm having any type of trepidation for what I'm doing. I'm feeling any type of way or anything. It's like you're just a bad guy. And they put you same thing like uh, Doughboy from from Boys in the Hood. He was one note the entire damn show. The entire damn show. Like, don't get me wrong, man. Quality movie. Appreciate. I appreciate the movie. However, there wasn't a moment of, you know, those characters are typically one note. And this is the first first time in a long time. Well, we've had, we've had, you know, we've had Denzel, we've had Morgan Freeman, we've had movies and content that pop up here and there. But the amount that we had this year, critically acclaimed, uh, the and the amount Dude, of content, I, like that's that's a big deal. Like we can't just just say, bro, I don't, don't mean nothing. Don't mean, bro, it does it, mean something. It means bro, something financially for bro, these for these movie bro, clearing houses. Like it means something, bro. It, Listen, the, the whole critically acclaimed thing, I don't care about that at all because, you know, was Malcolm X critically acclaimed? No. That's what I'm saying. That's We, we got to... I mean, it I, was. I, Malcolm X was critically acclaimed. Should have won the Oscar. Was it yeah, even nominated it was still, for Best Picture? It was, it was nominated. He didn't win. He lost to uh, Al Pacino, Pacino for Cinema Woman, Woman, I think. But it was, it, he was, it was critically acclaimed. That's what I'm saying. So, like, there's... there's not saying what I'm. I'm not saying that this is the first time we've ever had critically acclaimed content. What I'm saying is that we're finally we're being recognized, and that recognition brings a financial a financial reality that we didn't have before. I mean, period. Like a person like Issa Rae doing doing Insecure, like by her able to by Insecure being as popular as it is outside of you know outside of our own community. She's able. She she's got green lit for four of the shows, you know, primetime HBO shows and stuff like. That's a big deal. It's a big deal. Like, you know, because if the show did, it can it can work for us. We can like it, and it don't get picked up for another season. So, you know, the dominant society has to has to pick up on these things, and and I think we drove this year, definitely last year. I mean, twenty seventeen. I think we drove. If you take away the Game of Thrones and and Walking Dead, what other shows 
that really push push the converse, push the narrative or push the conversation forward more than insecure power atlanta like what other shows really push the conversation forward that much it was those shows it, well, it, well, it does but power is a drug show and ghost is a big yeah. time drug dealer that, but that's what i'm saying you 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 said it yourself without you know being a drug i, mean, dealer I think you're harping, harping on one aspect of of the show of of, of the shows right I just pulled that one out. I can take power off the list. I can name five other shows that... I name five other shows. I can name, okay, Insecure. Uh, what's the slave show that was... Uh, Underground was critically acclaimed before it got canceled. Um, you Crit- to- critically acclaimed shows don't get canceled, homie. That happens all the shows get canceled. You think shows run for 20 years? How many seasons did he have? How many seasons of Three seasons. That's, that's a typical show. How many seasons you think your show is going? Dude, come on, man. Dude, everything ain't Walking Dead, man. Like most shows go two or three seasons. Black Mirror got Black Mirror. This is the last season for Black Mirror. Black Mirror is four seasons. Like, and that's one of the best shows on TV. Like, it just that's how shows go. Insecure gonna do three seasons. You know? But they doing three seasons. Next season's the last one. Yeah, that's they were talking about. It's probably gonna be a last one, possibly another one. Um, but like I said, as far as just content overall, right, from movies to, you know, I mean, even just like the Black Panther trailer was huge. You know, that's though that type of content has pushed the narrative forward is able to, we're now getting role. We're now able to get mediocre content, whereas before we had to put out the best of everything. Denzel got recognized because the movies that he went in were the best of everything, right? Morgan Freeman was putting out the best of everything. We, we, you know, Eddie Murphy had to put out the best of everything to be recognized. Now we're finally able to, we're at the point now where we can put out mediocre content. We can put out shows that we don't have to watch. We don't have to watch, we don't have to support Tyler Perry. We don't have to support uh, some of the shows on the Oxygen Network and, and those type, of, unless you want to. We have more, much more choice and much more variety. 2017 was huge for them. Whereas before, you might get a couple of shows on UPN. NBC would be all white. ABC would be all white. CBS would be all white. Now, every one of those shows, every one of those networks has a show, at least a show or two, that has a black character in a prominent role in those shows. That wasn't always the case. And we know that, man. Like... Mr. T was like one of the, big, the biggest black faces on TV for a long time, bro. Like, you know, CBS won't put now putting black folks on. Now we got a black a black woman on Star Trek. Like that's a big deal, man. Like, you know, it shouldn't it shouldn't have to be, but it is, man. It well, is. We gonna well, we gonna do a show and we gonna cover that. And I'm gonna just go, I'm gonna talk, discuss specifically things from 2016 before. And then we're going to go at it like that. All right, we'll do that, man. Moving on to the next good thing, man. Uh, Nazis, man. Nazis getting their ass whooped last year, man. Um, and I think the best thing about it, man, is that we didn't have to do it, man. That Those Antifa white dudes, man, they <laughs> they did it. We didn't have to punch Nazis in the face. We didn't We didn't have to be the aggressor and all this, you know, get... Anytime, anytime an openly racist, bigoted Nazi can get punched in the face, 
it's a good year, man. So I got that on my list, man. Number number four on the list, man. Uh, what's the guy? Uh, the alt right guy, Richard Spencer, got uh-huh. he got laid out, man. The, the guys in Charlottesville got beat the hell up and stuff, man. So that was always a plus, man. That was a plus. Uh, number five, uh, the the Me Too movement, man. The sexual assault movement or the word recon- recognition um more importantly the guys from fox news losing their job for you know that was the that was the kind of the, the kicking off well i guess it kicked off from the 20 from 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 trump man that was how it, a lot of this stuff the conversation got started moving forward but yeah man i think that was the thing that was i mean you look you saw it in every aspect from corporate america to entertainment man People getting pushed up out the paint, you know, it's a good look, man. It's a good look, man, because a lot of those guys are prominent. Not saying black guys aren't doing it either, but a lot of them are white, old white guys that's been in power for a long time, exercising that power and abusing that power over and over again. And, I mean, you've seen, you, you know, you saw it in the homosexual community, you saw it in, in, heterosexual communities and stuff, man, like, it's a lot of dudes out there, man, that was, that was reaching for those cookies, man, and, you know, inappropriately, and, uh, you know, so I think it was a good look, man, it was a good look, man, you know, people being accountable for their actions, and typically the only group of people that gets this has to be accountable for their actions is black people. So hold on. Let's not get too excited just yet because I don't recall seeing charges on any of these motherfuckers yet. Oh, <laughs> so, they, oh it's not. It, it, yeah, they ain't get no charges, man. Like when I say account accountable, being accountable in the, in the court of public opinion, actually, some people are actually losing their job, losing losing uh, the ability to make money and stuff like. Just be look, man. How 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 long? How, how often do we have white men being accountable? Like, period. And so, it, in such a public manner, like how many white guys taking the pert walk? How many white guys are out? I so let's so let's, let's so let's run down the list. So we got Matt Lauer, Lauer, uh, Rupert Murdoch. But hold on, so Matt Lauer is gonna have another job, not not soon, in another year or two. I'm not saying that they, they, they those cats are untouchable, man. I mean, I don't think anybody ever truly gets when, it, especially when it comes to sexual assault and stuff. Man, I don't think anybody truly truly gets fired. Like I think. I think you can always rebrand and come back and I mean look man I mean just look, look just look to the White House man we got a, a abject idiot in the White House and uh he's the president right so if that can happen any of this shit can happen it's just dope that that you know from Bill Bill O'Reilly uh, you know all the guys from Fox I'm sure you know um a couple of guys on MSNBC you know a couple of guys in the tech industry, like some some big name movers and shakers have lost their jobs or had to step away from stuff. So at least those, at least, not saying that they're gonna they getting the justice they absolutely deserve because they should. A lot of them should be put in jail and stuff. But yeah. it's better than nothing, man. But to me, that would be contrary. It's a symbolic victory, and I'll tell you why. So if someone touched my cookies, I wouldn't be just content with them getting fired i want their ass to go to jail oh yeah yeah a, a lot 
a large part of it. Like the guy, the people that that are um, some of it beyond it. You know, with like beyond the statute of limitations and stuff. Like the Doug Doug Moore shit. Was it Doug Moore? What's the guy that? Roar Moore. Roar Moore. Let's smash the two guys together. Roar Moore. Like that situation still, which, you know, that dude couldn't keep his hand off of 14. That dude's banned from the damn mall, dude. Damn, 14 year dating, trying to date 14 year old girls, man. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, man, I, I think that was just a good look, man, because I mean, look, how many of these, how, look, I put like this when it comes to rape and rape culture and that kind of thing. Like if you, every woman that you've ever talked to, almost every woman that you've all, that you've talked to have mentioned some form of sexual assault, right? They've all tell you they've been in a situation where somebody did something inappropriate or tried to do something inappropriate from when they were kids on up to they grown. And a lot of them just kind of like, uh, it's it's so embedded in the culture that we just kind of like, huh, you know, certain things that you just kind of like shrug off like it's nothing. So it's it's cool when the conversation gets pushed forward and. You know, some of that stuff actually gets recognized as, hey, this is bad. Um, you know, we grew up in the culture of, of you know, hip hop and, and um, you know, a lot of music and stuff, misogynistic and stuff. And that was, our, that was what we grew up on. But, you know, we, and not saying that hip hop's the only one that's misogynistic, it's just across the board. But it's cool to see, like, even some of the rappers and stuff, like the older cats that we listen to, they're... Like I heard a, a interview with Jay Z recently, man, and you know him talking about his. He was talking about uh, the Big Pimpin' song, and he was like, you know, he was on. You know, he, he was like, look, I was twenty some years old, thirty some years old. Like I was, I was stupid. You know, I, I, I didn't recognize that some of the content and stuff that I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare put some of that content out now. But so he's grown as a man and realized he's had kids and married and stuff and went through his maturation process. And, and you know, I think with hip hop being so young, um, you know, it's it's growing up. And I think in general, I think we are as men, I think we're doing much better, man. And um, and the guys that aren't, I'm glad they're getting uh, getting punished for it, man. So. That was my last good thing for the year, man. Well, I ain't going to say nothing else about that Me Too movement because we know who that was spearheaded by. Yeah, it was spearheaded by know. a black woman and she was completely hopped over and she wasn't put on the magazine. Like, not saying, look, man, the way it was handled and shit was problematic and look, the entire movement didn't even get moving until famous white women said something. And that's the reality of that entire movement. Black women or women of color have something to say when they say they've been touched or harassed or, or whatever. Nobody gives a damn. Nobody cares, right? So in twenty eighteen, black women move away from that feminism shit. That's not your movement. They don't care about y'all. So stop. <laughs> so get away from that shit, <laughs> please. Well, moving on to the back, that's the highlight or the or the low light of. of- <laughs> the pie, man. The worst, man. The worst of 2017, man. Uh, I'll let you start off, man, because I know you probably got a full list. Do I? So let me start off with something um, that's going to affect all of us. Dude, dude I, I don't even know where to start, man. Like, like it's just, it's just so, it's just so much. It's just so, so much bad stuff. So let's start off at the beginning. 
because everything that I come, I'm going to talk about is going to have to do with this one person, 45. Early, I think, you know, him being elected was a good thing. But it was a good thing in one area. Everything else, it was like 10% good. The rest of the 90% is bad. Yeah, I got, dude, I got, I got him on my list. It's just Trump everything, dude. Like, everything about that dude was horrible, dude. Like, so let's, let's start off with his cabinet nominations. Me and Dex talked about this the other day. It seems like every person needed to fill a, you know, a cabinet position, you know, a secretary position or a head up something. It feels like they're trying to destroy it, whether it's Bessie DeVos with public education. Um, who's the head of the EPA? Oh, Is it Rick, Rick Perry, Perry, yeah. Slick Rick dude, Perry. Dude, they yeah. actually want to get rid of the EPA in a couple of years. They want to get rid of the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency. Uh, the the chairman FCC, so just overall forty five and his not Ben Carson, <sighs> the secretary of HUD. So I mean the list the keeps judge going. Appointments. Uh, think think about how many people he has hired and fired. He's really trying to run it like a like a company as far as like bringing people in and get rid of them, and it's just ridiculous to me continuity within the administration so how can you really get something together and really pull piece together some good legislation to get you know passed through congress there's no administration that's that's the sad reality man there's no there's no administration there's half the half the cabinet position aren't even filled yet like there's no agenda there's no you know it is agenda. What what is his agenda? Oh, it's racism, man. It's it's white supremacy, racism, man. That's all it is. Oh, that's like one, one, but like one A or two is to erase everything oh, that yeah. Barack Obama did. How you go with anything? Anything that <laughs> Obama did, man, dude. Like, oh, we took some dude. That dude, he got rid of the like the AIDS Research Commission. It's doing research on AIDS, man. Like. That's like that's like getting rid of breast cancer research. Like who who gets rid of that? Like you know what I mean? Like he, administration started it. You know, like not funding the the um the chip program, the child health and healthcare um uh initiative, like not funding that because Obama has ties to that. Like um I mean it's it's you know, go, going after the the dreamers. Yep. You talking yeah. about a handful yeah. of people, you know. I mean, it's just, it's just there's nothing you can say, man. I mean, and I I guess the Mueller investigation should have been on on the uh, of the ledger, man. But just I mean, this dude has been under investigation since his campaign. The FBI has been investigating him since since uh, June of of 2016 before he like that's me, not crazy that it is, man. Let me say something about the Mueller investigation. I'm not going to get happy until I get said and done because um, I, I just don't have faith and confidence in Congress. I don't have faith and confidence, you know, that he's not going to try to do something to blow it up from the inside. Dude, his lawyers are already talking about, hey, you know, this is the president. He has like immunity. He, you know, he prosecuted for obstruction of justice, but he is, the, you know, the, the commander in chief. And you're like, come on. So it's just, God, oh, man, you should you should say that one for the damn Trump card, dude. Like literally, the Trump card. Like he is, he's the worst. Like that, I've never seen anyone with who's in the public eye that much, 
who has that much to say never say anything good or never do anything good. Like, you would think, you know, a clock is right two times a day, man. Like, a broken clock is right two times a day. Like, you, you would think he would get something right along the way. This dude, I, man, bro, I ain't, I mean, think about it. Even the natural disasters and stuff we had. And that was on my list as one of the worst, you know, the natural disaster, like from the floods to Puerto Rico. Think about how, how he handled those situations. The, the comments and stuff he made, like he went to Puerto Rico. He said, "Y'all are throwing off our budget. <laughs> <laughs> like, y'all got to pay that money before we come and help." Like, think just just think about like that. The, that's the basic, basic the fun, basic fundamentals of being the president of the United States is going having a photo op, pretending that you that you're doing some work. You know what I mean? Like, tell reassure the people that you're helping out, and just fly away and leave. Like. And, and and cut the check like that's what you you go to Congress you cut the check Congress cuts the check bam in and out it took this dude weeks we over a week to even get to even even start a conversation about cutting the check like that's simple shit man well what more can I say podcast listeners for those of you that don't know I think we have some pretty smart listeners Puerto Puerto Rican. Puerto Ricans are American citizens. It's a territory of the United States. So for him to go out there, you know, I don't think he knew that though. That's 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 a sad reality. I don't think he knew that because just hearing some of that dude comments and stuff, like it's almost like he just found out. Like, oh man, Puerto, what, Puerto Rico? Oh right, shit! Did you, man. did you hear what he said? He said he met with the president of the Virgin Islands. <laughs> yeah, that's dude. That, man, look, I'm telling you, he is. He is he is a thirteen year old boy. He, dude, he's like Tom Hanks on Big Man. Like he, you know what I mean? <laughs> like they, they, they just made that dude president. Like he just learning stuff today, today. Cause every he talks and he talks and sound bites and then clicks. You know what I mean? And and then even I, mean, I don't know if you recently heard about about his dirty macking man. The shit that he do, like how he uh. Said he is notorious for going after the wives and girlfriends of his friends. They they have this dude. They said this dude. He uh, so if let's say if you want to talk to you, let's say if you and Mary want to talk to your wife, right? He would go. He would go to your wife and tell your wife, hey, you know, like Ernest ain't shit, man. Ernest is Ernest be doing this and that, and then he would bring, invite you over to his crib. And this this happened. He this was accounted by one of his old friends. Brought him over to the crib. He would start talking to you like, "Hey man, yeah man, you know man, I'm going to I'm flying to Vegas. Got some hoes over there. Got some bitches. Like you coming through, and you know we gonna do all this the whole time." He he got the woman, got his got the guy's wife on speakerphone. So he's trying, he's creating a scenario to get the other guy talking, and then he, you know, once he he she hears the dirt. He goes back and tries to do everything he can to have sex with the guy's wife. Like they said, like that's his thing to do. I mean, that dude's a, I mean, a dirtbag on every level, dude. Like Mitch McConnell better watch his wife. Like Paul Ryan better watch. Like like forty five coming for him, man. Listen, bro. Mitch McConnell's wife is probably, you know, 65, 70 years old. Now, so Jello, I, she, she, she. I know he looks like a damn Galapagos turtle and shit, man. But, 
But yeah, man, it's yeah, dude. Yeah, you're right, man. Trump is. uh, I mean, I look, man. You you make Kim Jong, what Kim Jong, uh, Kim Jong Un, Un, a a sympathetic figure, man. Like, like, dude. I just saw, and I know this isn't in 2017. This happened today in 2018. But North Korea and South Korea are having talks. He pushed. He literally pushed North Korea and South Korea to have to open up diplomatic talks because South Korea is terrified that if North Korea pop off some shit, they're going to shoot some nu- some nukes over there and they're going to be impacted. Bruh, did, hold on. So did you, um, <laughs> this happened a couple of days ago and I, I guess Kim, Kim Jong-un, he said you know, he always <laughs> keeps the button on his desk. <laughs> he was playing 40, 40, 45 said, you know, I have a bigger, badder, more effective button or something like that. He tweeted this. The president is tweeting this, you know, having Twitter beefs with another, you know, leader of a, you know, of a country, man. It's just... Dude, it's like Pac and Biggie, man. It's like East Coast, West Coast beef, and this is at the highest level with people that can totally impact your, your way of life and your damn existence. Like, come on, bro. <sighs> But dude, we can we can we can t- we can literally talk about forty five all damn. Day. All right, so I'm so what what did you have from him on your list? Because I'm only going to talk I just, about that was it, man. I ain't got nothing to say about that dude, man. So hold up, I, I got one more, and this um, well, I have several more, but this is something I don't think enough people pay attention to, and this has the ability to affect and impact people, dude, just as much as tax cuts. So you look. <laughs> So if you look at um, a lot of people now, me and Dexter, we don't have cable. We stream everything we do. We play video games online. Um, so the net neutrality, um, they they agreed to repeal the net neutrality. And pretty much what it was, the government, government um, they regulated what well, they told the ISPs, the Internet service providers, what they could and what they couldn't do. So pretty much, you know, the Internet was treated like a utility. Everyone should have access to the Internet. Um, the ISPs can't slow it down or speed it up just based on, you know, what they want to do. They can't charge you a ridiculous amount of money for it. But all of that is in the past, X. And you are an IT person yourself, and you probably could speak a little bit better than me. Let let the fans know some of the ugly things that's going to happen as a result of net neutrality being repealed. You, you like Netflix? You like YouTube? You like... You know those type of streaming services and stuff. They can all those services can literally be gone in, in the next few years. Like, like I'm, that's no bullshit. Like that's that's real. If the ISPs put a stranglehold on Netflix, and because these, I mean, think about it. The ISPs themselves, they have their own streaming services. They have have their own media content services, uh, and they and a lot of those. Uh, companies are purchasing media outlets and stuff themselves. So, uh-huh. as if like Time Warner, you know, and and Comcast, Verizon, they're all doing. They're all trying to create their own Netflix killer. And the thing is, they not only will control the content, but they will also control the pipeline for the internet, right? So they can say, so you want to you want to watch season season three of The Walking Dead. If you watch it on Netflix, it's going to buffer, it's going to be choppy, or you can watch it on Comcast and it's perfect, you know, and and they're going to charge Netflix and YouTube and those types of services. They're going to start charging them more 
which will in yep. turn, which will Netflix and them will then Raise pass your price, on yeah. that. Yeah, pass on those those additional fees over to you and I, and our rates will go up. And that would in turn that would reduce the amount of subscribers they have, which will reduce the amount of original content they can provide. And it's a it's a cyclical thing, and they can be gone in a few years, like period. Like it's not, not even not even playing, man. So for all of our fans that you know of gamers, so like I have UVerse. Um, you know, AT and T is, and you know they're trying to buy um, Spectrum. You know, Time Warner. Or is it Comcast? Is one of them. So let's say you know AT and T strikes up a deal with Microsoft, and they're gonna give you know Xbox Live users priority over people that have you know PlayStation. I'm screwed. Even yeah. though I do have, a, even though even though I do have an Xbox, but what it does that eliminates my ability to you know play PlayStation online or significantly reduce it. So. That has the ability and the power to really shift the market, man, and have people jumping ship and going from PlayStation to Xbox or vice versa or whatever. Well, even the shit we're doing right now. Right now, yeah. you are we are virtually recording a podcast, right? And we're using large amounts of bandwidth to do it. We, they, with net neutrality, you're you're on a, at a federal level, and if the states decide to follow suit, there can be state tariff taxes applied to you based on your individual bandwidth usage. So, like, you know, the way it should work, like you said, it should be like a utility. You pay for your water, you pay for your gas, you pay for whatever. And, and everyone, guarantee, everyone should have the ability to have access to it. With net neutrality in place, it can, actually, it can literally stop that. Uh, it's not, it's, it's considered a luxury, a premium item, and it can be... You know, and it can be a, a build and, and charge that for that way. So it's not a good thing at all. The FCC can't even provide any clear indication on why. What's the benefit? The only the only benefit is to the ISPs, um, okay. period, and to the the uh, the lobbyists and the congressmen and stuff that's tied to this this agreement. Like they're going to get they're going to get broke off. Um, you know, I know they're in the thing the next six months they can actually overturn it. So hopefully they do. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's fucked up, man. But the underlying cause of this is the person once again that 45 nominated to be the chairman, the secretary, the FCC, whatever. This is all his doing. And when you know, I've looked at interviews of you know, where he's discussed it. Dude, he's so smug and pompous and arrogant. Man. He he's trying to destroy the internet. But on top of that, when you look at the reliability and how much faith that people have in mainstream media, a lot of people are starting to get their their news and you know other information from other sites, other places. That's gonna go away with net neutrality too. You know, they're they're gonna have the ability to block what they want to block so it's just it's not good it's not beneficial for anyone and you know the whole concept of the internet like i said everyone have access but i knew eventually going to try to regulate it so hopefully it, it it gets it goes back to what it was but um that's definitely not a good look man for anyone because the one utility the one thing that i i need in my house other than you know of course electricity and water I need damn internet. 
good, fast, strong end of that. To that, to that. So he brought up uh, black women as a positive in the uh, the good. I gotta go with the yin and the damn yang. White women, man, the worst, the absolute <laughs> worst of 2016. I've never 2017. Yeah, I have never seen a group of people that they. I mean, look, just numbers wise, they are technically a minority you know technically they are a minority i have never seen a group of people go against their own interests that much like in a way i mean think about it everyone after the the trump trump election right i mean the trump presidency right where white women voted 53 percent for trump out after the sexual assault allegations after the rape allegations, after the the misogynistic and bigoted comments, after the com after his his administration, well, hold on, hold on, let, let, let me slow you down. Dude, there ain't no sexual assault allegations to because real deal because yeah, well yeah. he real said deal. on video move on him like a bitch, grab him by the pussy. So <laughs> to me, that's not a person that's being you know accused of doing it. He's done it before, admitting it himself. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, even things like just like the that kind of stuff, right? It's still the his his comments about women's re, uh, reproductive rights and cutting funding, cutting Planned Parenthood, cutting funding to to uh, women women specific programs, like stuff that directly yeah. impacts women. Of all races, nothing, not specific to whoever. Just and they, you pretty much unanimously voted fifty-three percent. I mean, that's a week after some of these bombshell allegations came out. They still voted for him in record numbers. Bro, let me let me tell you what's even scarier. So even after information came out about Roy Moore and uh, Alabama, yep, similar numbers. No, more. 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 It was 68% of white women voted. So 53% voted for Trump. 68% voted for Roy Moore. Uh, There was another racist, uh, uh, admitted racist, uh, I think it was a governor or mayor. It was a governor race. Damn, I forgot. That was Philadelphia or wherever it was. It was this person that was running for elected office admitted that he, he ran on a racist platform. Literally came out and said after he lost... He think that he leaned too far into the racist platform, so I mean he was literally putting con- putting like uh, um, commercials out directly against black people, <laughs> and though and those white women white women voted for that guy over seventy percent. Like I'm telling you, bro, at every and this these this is these are the same women that after Trump got elected, remember the women's march. Yeah, remember the pussy, the pussy pussy hat march and all that shit, man. Like they, we gonna unify. We we learn. We gonna come together. We learn our lesson. Trump was an aberration. That ain't that ain't who we are. In every at every single level, in every race that you see across the country, from a political standpoint, white women continue to vote heavily Republican, heavily conservative. 
heavily against their own rights over and over. Uh, well, second time I'm going to say it in, on the show, um, my my beautiful black sisters, leave that feminism shit alone. It ain't your movement. These are the same people <laughs> that are going to champion and call themselves a feminist. Stop, stop saying that. Let's come up with another term. It's not our movement. But dude, it's sickening. And when you put it like that, it, it really, really is. It, it, it's sickening. And these would be the same people. But hell, Dex, even after all of the allegations from Harvey Weinstein and other people, there was still people making excuses for his behavior. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Just like the, uh, uh, the, the remember the, the, what's her name? Rose McGowan? Yeah. She, uh, uh, yeah, that was stemming from the Harvey Weinstein thing, where she, when Twitter, I guess she, she made some comments about Harvey Weinstein, and Twitter blocked her, and she protested Twitter. So she, you know, she, it was another a white woman, white woman got got hurt, and she she damn got on that damn horn, and, boom, boom, and all the white women united, and they start they start boycotting Twitter, and they actually got the serp the. Uh, the uh, uh, service level agreements and stuff changed, um, or the conduct level agreements changed at Twitter. But they only did it when, because a black, I mean, a white woman was impacted. We've had how many cases of police brutality we have in 2017 impacting women, uh, you know, over, oh, you, know, uh, um, you know, from the criminal justice system where black women and women of color are. Or four times as likely to go to go to uh, jail, to be locked up and incarcerated at a much higher rate than than white women. When you know those stats are put plainly in front of them, and they they vote basically vote for the opposition. It's like I am, dude. I'm to me they are unredeemable. Look, man, white men are the worst. Like, period. There's no worst on my list. They were at the top. White men. The worst in every aspect of the way, but white women. It was before people. People try to pretend that white women are this, this special thing that should be, should be uh, cherished and taken care of, and in the world, a lot of time when, especially with these movements and stuff, if it's not impacting, oh, so definitely a white woman, it it gets no traction, and I'm I'm tired of it, man. I'm tired of them. I'm tired of them not. I'm, you're right. This the feminist movement thing to me is a damn joke because it's not it's not women yeah. that they're championing again. They're championing for for white women, and you saw it over and over again, especially in 2017, man. I mean, yeah, 2017. <sighs> yeah, man, they trash, man. Well, you know, trash. And you know, I think, and you know, Dexter's upset. I'm upset too. Man, we we're not gonna paint everyone with a broad brush. But to me, if you voted for Roy Moore, then this shoot, then this um, this applies to you. If you like vote- how you vote for Roy Moore, dude? Like, there's no like, this dude. This dude was it was a known sex offender, man. Like, we ain't talking like like look you like the whole Trump shit, man. Oh, that's locker room talk. You can you can talk another grown woman into believing locker room talk, but you can't draw the line at. A grown ass man talking to a twelve and thirteen year old girl, like bro, I watched. I watched a clip of this chick down. This woman, um, white woman in Alabama, 
she said, you know, and she actually came out. As a matter of fact, it was like the governor of Alabama. And she was like, listen, I believe what they said about Roy Moore. She said, I really do. But I'm still going to vote for him because I'm Republican and I vote Republican. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was it was so many people, so many people that, that had that same sentiment, man. Like, it's, it's um, like I said, man, they continue to vote against their own best interests over and over again. And when when they did speak up, it was on their behalf only. I mean, period. Like, you had a couple of allies here and there. But for the most part, man, universally, the rule was we're going to vote. You know, we're going to vote for what white men want, and we're going to vote against our own interests. Because their interests, at the end of the day, white women's interests, they they identify more with whiteness than femininity. Yeah. And that's just it, because there's, there's comfort and security and overall whiteness. And that's how they vote, and that's what they realign themselves to at the end of the day. So, yeah, man, I ain't got, as you can tell from my tone and my rhetoric, man, I do not care about them. I am. I'm. I'm off. I'm off, man. I. I was trying to give women just. Just hey, you know, women benefit of doubt, man. We all. All man. It ain't all women, bro. Black women showed out. White women did not show up. Period. Uh, this this show making me sad, man. I know, man. We should have started off with the bad shit first, man. Should have ended with the good shit. Makes feel good. Well, this 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 will make you feel good. Let me let me tee this one up. So. um you know, this could be good, this could be bad, but 2017 was definitely, and our, our friend of the show, Jada Drew, is going to hate it when we say this, 2017 was the year of the coon, baby. It was, mm-hmm. it was, it was, it was you know, the thing about that is, I think, um, especially with the election of 45, the coons came out and drove, whether it was Jesse Lee Peterson or... Or David Clark, or, Clark. or Paris Denard, or the congressman from South Carolina that you know just forty-five left from hanging last week where they you know signed the tax reform into law. Armorosa, Armorosa. You know, it is like you know they they try so hard to be accepted and embraced and loved, and this administration they don't have a place for the coons because they could do everything. They don't need. You know, someone to be covert and operate in the shadows and pretend like they on the on the team and they're going to, you know, help us out and they're not. Because this administration is about straight up, in your face, overt racism. Now, they comes for this shit, man. Yeah, you're right, man. You don't, you, you don't need, like, a black ops spy to go in, man, when you're dropping bombs, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> we, we don't need, we don't need the damn coon to infiltrate the movement, like. They coming through with the shotties, man. They don't, you know, they blunt with it, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, think about it. Stacey, Stacey Dash couldn't stay on Fox News, not because she wasn't qualified or whatever. She couldn't stay up there because they didn't need her. Because yeah. every segment, they have a whole panel of people willing to talk shit about black people, period. So they, they, didn't, need a, they didn't need to bring in a specialist to do it. You know what I mean? They they got enough white people. They got enough black people waiting in line to talk about other black people. Like you you know you're not being Stacey Dash and talking about black people. You're not special anymore. And you know you at the end of the day to to I think to to be a coon that still survives, you have to be complete buffoonery. You have to be diamond and silk. You know what I mean? But dude, bro, let's let's not leave the world of cooning up to um. 
pol- the politicians and the pundits, we could talk Ray Lewis. Yeah. We could talk, you know, Stephen A. and Charles Barkley and Shaq. Jason Whitlock. Jason Whitlock and, and Troy Vincent. And, you know, all these other, you know, sp- coons in the um, athletic sports industry. You know, what's the, what's the dude who used to coach the Colts? Um, Tony Dungy. Dungy. Yeah, yeah, man. LaShawn McCoy. You know, you, you can go back to Ray the Lewis. Damian Thompson. It, 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 yes. But, dude, LaShawn McCoy said, I would never kneel. And, you know, Ray Lewis, I would never kneel. And then all, all of a sudden, 45 comes out and says something about NFL players. Then, you know, now everyone wants to kneel. They want to, they call them sons of bitches. Yeah. Everybody, man, that's why I'm, look, man, bro, it, it is – that's what, look, Kaepernick was one of my heroes this year, man. Yeah. And uh, so he's definitely on the positive side, man. But you're right, man. The Coons, it was almost like an extinction. I'm not going to say extinction extinction of the Coons because I think Coons are always needed, you know. Cause, <laughs> but you're right, man. They, they, I don't think to the level. I mean, think about it. A person like Omarosa, like in, like in previous administrations and stuff, you would have your token in there, right? And they didn't need her. They openly fired her and understanding the backlash they would have and fire her in a disgraceful way. Knowing the backlash they're going to have. And you know what? They don't care. But, but, but Dex, even, man, when you look at, so let's look at Condoleezza, Condoleezza Rice. You know, she was a coon, but at least she was a highly qualified, educated coon. Why, exactly. why was Amarosa really on the staff? And, you know, I even like with Colin Powell, how he kind of flip-flopped from cooning to, you know, when they would try to, it seemed like they would try to pin some stuff on him. He was like, hold up, motherfuckers. <laughs> like, nah, nigga. I didn't really get that, that damn server. But but, but my point is, you know, even he came out, it was like, listen, he, he's spoken out against the Republican, Republicans and the GOP and the administration. So it's just, if you hustling, if you doing a cool thing to get your paper, you know, you're going to flip that into something else, I halfway get it. But these people are cooning just for the sake of damn cooning. And I'm just glad that they're being exposed. And I'm glad that, you know, the dominant society and these racist fucks don't have, they really don't have a use for them. Because they're not going to pretend like they like you. They're going to put it out there like, listen, dude, you understand that you're a nigger and we really don't like your kind around here, so... 2017 well, years the cool, man. Well, the thing is, too, man, we, I think we have, we've done a great job through social media and just black people in general. We have done a great job of identifying and calling them out, man. And once they get identified and called out as a coon, they lose their, you're right, man, they, they lose their ability to, to, to infiltrate or, you know what I mean? Like, what use, what good are they to, let's say like a guy, like, let's say Jason Whitlock, like, what good is he, Right. He's not the best journalist ever. He's not like what good is he on that on those shows if the only thing he can do is create controversy. That's the only he can create numbers. But like he's not like a conduit. Like Stephen A. Smith is still a conduit because he toes that line. He goes back and forth, right? Steve Harvey, he's another guy. He toes that line. He can go back and forth. He can sometimes he'll say some coon shit one day and the next day he's he's blackity black. He can toe that line and he can kind of go. He, you know, he can code switch and, and fall between both both sides of the coin and be able to get his bread from both sides of the coin. Some of these coons, they go so far the other way that you can't come back home. Like Amarosa, like Paris Denard, like those type of people. They're so far gone. Like, what use 
they like Amorosa was supposed to be like the fucking black outreach person. Like, like who talking to her? Like, like if you wanted, if you really wanted her to position her to with, with black movers and shakers in, in any industry, who would have a sit down and talk with? Like, she's not effective in her role at all. Uh-huh. So, yeah, man, I'm you, yeah. Yeah, Coons on my list too, man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy, man. Get them Coons about the paint, dude. Coons. This feels good, right? Don't it? Coons. <laughs> you know, I need to get, I need to get me a damn, uh, the damn Daniel Boone hat, man. The damn Coon hat with a Coon tail. Just rock that thing, man. What else you got on your list, man? Uh, let's see. So we did Trump everything. We did white women. I got a sad one, man. Uh oh. It's it's sad and kind of funny too, man. It's black intellectuals beefing, man. <sighs> you know, from Tanahasi Coates and versus Cornell West to uh, Doctor Umar and and Tariq Nasheed to you know, it was a uh, like the conversations that you know, like Roland Martin and Tariq Nasheed, you know, you know, like. <laughs> The conversations that we should be having in private, we were having in public. Yeah. And especially like the, the Ta-Nehisi Coates and Cornell West debate, they were debating their like their their debate they're debating semantics, right? Ta-Nehisi Coates is a huge Obama supporter. Um, Cornell West isn't because remember he didn't really back Obama, and. So he's, you know, he supported Hillary. Well, early on, he yeah, he he supported Hillary. Uh, he supported Hillary in the what the, was that the first or second election? What was it? I'm confused now. Which one was Mitt Romney? The first one or the second one? Mitt Romney was the second one. Um, John okay. McCain was Hillary's the first one. Yeah. So yeah, he. Uh, so his thing was the same thing like uh, Tavis Smiley and stuff like. They, they had some harsh criticisms. Well, anyway, basically they talking about semantics. Like they still, they still care about black people. They still care about you know the black agenda and that kind of thing. However, they have a, they both have different approaches. And to take that to the public, instead of just having a conversation like, "Hey, man, your ideology is different than mine, but we still have the same goals and ideas in mind," these idiots took it to good morning America and talk about each other and shit. Like, yeah, you know, and then, you know, you saw, <laughs> I saw some of the comments that like, to she, to, to read Nasheed and uh, Dr. Umar, Umar was beefing with a lot of people last year, man. Uh, when he called black people <laughs> indignant Negroes and, and Tanahas, I mean, and uh, <laughs> Tariq Nasheed told him that he gonna, he gonna tie his beard up and Bantu knots and and slap box his big titties. <laughs> that, that's what Tariq said about about Dr. Umar, man. So yeah, man. Like, you know, it's sad, man, when when um like nobody nobody wins nobody wins when the family's beefing, man. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Yeah. That's that in-house conversation we got to keep in-house, man. Well, you know, I will say this, and you know, we talked about this. I think if you look historically, you know, people have always, you know, disagreed. You know, Marcus Garvey, um, 
W.E.B. Du Bois. Because people don't realize W.E.B. Du Bois was, um, he had some soft shoe up in his step, man. Don't no, he's Black Boulet, man. Yeah, he had some soft yeah. shoe up in his step. You know, and I, I get we're going to have, you know, disagreements openly. Um, none of these people are proclaimed leaders in the black community. You know, they, they, they haven't said they are. However, someone doesn't have to crown you a leader for people to look up to you and to look for guidance. So I, I do think that, you know, we got to do better. And, um, you know, people could say, I was listening to something today. They would say, well, you know, white people argue the dominant society, you know, Trump and Bannon are going at it. Richard Spencer goes at it with other people. But it's, it's different because they winning. So it don't matter what they doing. They winning the damn game. Yeah, that's, that's like the Patriots beefing. Yeah. Like Gronkowski and Brady beefing. Like, they can beef because at the end of the day, they getting them chips. Like, it's I don't want to see the Browns fighting. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to see the Browns beef with each other. Yeah. You know, I don't want to see that dysfunction. We can't, we can't have that dysfunction. Man. Uh-huh. Like, openly dysfunction on platforms that are for the world to see, especially when it's an ideology thing. Like, you know, like the, the, the Tariq Nasheed and Umar, like, that's funny, man. Like, that's more, like, they talking about raising, raising talking about fighting each other. And trying to f- raising money for uh, a televised fight between it's like, but like, what are we doing here? Cause they look, man. At the end of the day, y'all grown ass men, y'all ain't gonna fight each other. What's the point? But dude, I, I think we need every bit of help and every bit of support. You know, you know, unity and everything else we could get as a people. So I think that's why it's more detrimental for us than any other group, man. So we. Yeah. Can't, it's it's just not it's not beneficial. It's not a win in any way, shape, or form. We could we control you know less than five percent of the damn wealth in the damn country, and probably less than that globally. And we sit yeah. back, you know, arguing with people. We don't control any media. We don't we don't you know we don't own any sports team. We have like a couple of owners, and it's only one majority owner. The rest of them, but damn minority owners. We don't control shit. So. What what are we doing? So we got to we, we do have to get better at that, man. It's just I laugh at it, and the only thing it does for me. So for the next couple of months, I won't look into anything. Cornell West, Tanisha Coates, Umar, um, Tariq, none of those jokers. Boris Watkins. It's just it's just ridiculous, man. And all yeah, and, and to me, all of them feel somewhat like charlatans like they're trying to gain something off of the black community in the first place so that's why i look at all of them side out from the beginning so it's just so when shit like this happens i'm just like uh, i'm just gonna ignore them right now yeah minute. yeah so it's just, yeah sad bro sad uh yeah <laughs> so i think that might let's see uh trump white women the cooney coons Black ent- oh man, uh, <laughs> another sad one. Not even sad, just sad because it's, it's I can't. It's twenty. It was twenty seventeen, but it's twenty eighteen now, and this shit's still happening. More R. Kelly sexual sexual assault allegations and sexual misconduct allegations and shit. Like, <laughs> it, <laughs> I just can't believe we still talking about R. Kelly in this manner, man. In twenty eighteen, twenty seventeen, like. I, Hey, this is it's crazy. Bruh, if you paid attention to any of the old cases, 
if you paid attention, if you actually read the stories and the transcripts and the accounts, this doesn't surprise you. It should surprise you. Don't surprise me at all. Dude, dude has been a child molesting, womanizing, just so sexual degenerate. Nigga, since since vibe, nigga, since the Dude, let me tell you something. <laughs> he is the epitome, he is the textbook definition of a pedophile. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Like, dude, you see some like some of the recent accounts that came from this recent like girl kidnapping shit. They were saying like he he would have these lavish parties and shit and and it would be like girls like whatever who whatever girls that he has like in his concubine I guess or like in his harem of women I guess like he would have them like standing for hours facing the wall so like people in the party dancing talking and shit and you see like three girls in the corner facing the wall away from everybody else. And people are like, what the hell? Like, why you got these girls standing the wall? Because, and he's just like, that's what they do. They stand, stand in the, facing the wall. And it's sad. Like that, those situations are sad because everybody's complicit in it. The the parents of of the girls, um, sometimes the girls themselves. I'm not sometimes the girls themselves trying to get on, thinking they have to do whatever. Like if you in 2017, 2018, if you still looking for R. Kelly to to make or break your see, career. People, people need to understand that by him doing that, that just proves it's not about, it's not all about sex. Dude, sex is probably 25, 30% of it. The rest is about power. That's what oh, it yeah. is. When you have a pedophile, when you have a sexual deviant, it's all about power. So why, I mean, if I got a fine woman in the room with me, why do I want her just standing there looking at the wall? That's stupid, man. It's just absolutely ridiculous. And, um, you know, before, you know, you kind of hear a song, oh, you know, that's Kale's. Dude, now it's even hard to listen to his music. I feel bad <laughs> listening to, listen to his music. It's just like when you find out someone that you like growing up is a racist. Like, you know, and I always use this example. When I was a kid, I, I loved Dukes of Hazard. Now I know the whole meaning behind it. You know, Dukes of Hazard, General Lee, the reverence they have for them. To me, you don't like General Lee without like having you know, the concept and idea of having slaves. If you got a damn Confederate flag embroidered and emblazoned on your damn, on your damn car, why are you committing crime? Man, but dude, the horn was like the Dixie battle cry. Where that, da, 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 yeah. Dude, no. So that's what I'm saying. It's, it's like that. So, you know, anytime I see anything now that looks like General Lee, I'm like, ah, I can't mess with that. So people, yeah, hopefully in 2018, man, stop supporting R. Kelly. He is a sexual deviant. And what's sad is if that happened to your child, you'd be so pissed off and upset. You know, think about it, man. That's, that's someone. And that's the sad thing. Like, we as people, like, you hear it all the time when people like, you know, like you said, if that was my sister, that was my. Like, we should be able to just see something bad and recognize it. Like it, we shouldn't have to humanize it by. Oh man, if that was my wife, oh, I wouldn't. Like you, like like you saw with the Royal Moore voters and stuff, and people were like, well, would you let him? Would you let him talk to your daughter? And like, no, but I still vote for him because it's not your daughter. Like that's, you, I mean, you're just a piece of shit at that point, man. You know, yeah. It's, it's, so, 
But it should it shouldn't take that, man. It shouldn't. I shouldn't have to say I don't want. I shouldn't have to say I don't like what happened to Philando Castile or Eric Garner or um, Tavir Rice or Trayvon Martin because I have two young black sons. Exactly. I shouldn't want it to happen to anyone, period, because they're human beings, period. Exactly. So it shouldn't be, well, you know, I have a daughter or I have an aunt or uncle. It shouldn't be that right is right and wrong is wrong. Yeah, man. Yeah, so that was – yeah, I think that's everything on my list, man. Um, yeah. Well, I guess the last thing was sexual assault, but I think we already touched on that a lot between between just all of it. Um, it was it was it was a bad year, man. Bro, let me like, tell you I, I can't even can't even can't even front, man. Dude, if it wasn't for the world. For, well, if it wasn't for my kids and just you know some great things that's happened to me, dude, it really would have sucked. I mean, that's the that's what keeps me going. My family and seeing my boys grow and mature into you know productive young members of society. But like you know, societal wise, political wise, 2017 sucked ass, man. Yeah, man, it was bad, man. Yeah, you're right. Like on a on a, uh, a micro level, it was cool. On a macro level, it was horrible. Like, uh, you know, yeah. Like internally, my my household, yeah. Personally, yeah, it was a good year. But shit. Man, like we have taken so many steps backwards. Backwards. Like that we about to go in it. We we might be in in the damn nuclear holocaust in a couple of years, next this year. Like we you know, we're cutting health care to millions of people. We're I mean, simple things, man, that we, we took as just normal truths. Like we don't trust that we don't trust our news outlets anymore. Like things that were like the bedrocks of our society and shit. We don't trust the Justice Department. We don't trust the presidency. We don't trust the media. Like you know, people are getting stupider every. I mean, but dude, to me, what, what's scary is it's a house of cards. So if one person getting into office can you know bring out speaking of speak, speaking of sexual offenders, Kevin Spacey. But go ahead. <laughs> hey, men and women. <laughs> so, but, Mostly men, though. <laughs> so, but if we can, if it takes one person to expose the rest of these people, and now to all of a sudden they're on board with all this nonsense, well, we're really in a good position for the beginning. That's something we got to think about, man. Because if our system was what we said is, and we really cared about the Constitution and rights and everything else that these so-called patriots cared about, 45 would be getting impeached right now, but he's not. They support him. They love him. He ain't going nowhere. So for people to think that this dude is going to get impeached, you might as well get over that shit. That that shit ain't happening. Yeah, man. Because you can, I mean, just overall, you're right, man. Everything, everything is up in the question now. And because certain things that we just kind of took for granted that, I mean, no matter how, how bad it's been for black people, well, a place. The sad thing is, this is bad for the country, but at kind of as of, as as of right now, it's not a lot different for black folks. Ah, uh-uh. <laughs> no, you know. No. So I, I just think the country's finally kind of get a taste of what we've been dealing with for years. They're starting to see you're starting to see other other minority groups getting touched a little bit. You know, yeah. From you know, all of them getting touched up now. Women 
you know, other races and stuff, they all getting, getting touched. Um, you know, so you, 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 I mean, that's, I think that's the only difference. That's the, that's probably the real difference this year than any other year. Like when you got, you know, black people getting killed by police and stuff, that's fine. Right. Crazy white shooter shoots up a crowd of country music, listen to white people in Vegas. That's a problem, right? White folks getting killed, that's a problem. So, yeah, man, we. I just think other people are starting to get impacted. It's the first time in a long time that other, that other groups have been getting touched over and over again. Um, nobody, ain't nobody safe. And I think you're starting to, you, you seeing that pain kind of out loud and stuff now. But yeah. for us, man, shh, it's business as usual, man. Business, politics as usual. As usual. As usual. Well, I got one more good thing. So, everyone to listen, me and Dex got an idea for a show. Um, I think it's going to be a banger. Dex is going to bring, you know, his best shows, you know, everything to the table from 16, 17-ish. And I'm going to bring some other stuff. I think that's going to be a really, really good show. So, out of this sad, you know, melancholy episode, we got some heat that's going to come out for you people soon yeah man yeah we're gonna and this year in 2018 man, we're looking forward to expanding uh our content expanding what we talk about uh delve into like earnest and entertainment and you know some more lighthearted shit man you know like even even this list man I wanted, I wanted to keep it as light as possible and shit but 2017 was heavy bro like a like trying to pull the Titanic out the, out out the ocean, man. She was <laughs> she's heavy, man. You know. <laughs> so um, yeah, man. But we gonna keep. You know, look. This year, we promise we're gonna be much more consistent on getting these podcasts out. We've heard your feedback. We've heard, we've heard your cries. You know, we gonna definitely do better uh, from that standpoint. Um, but like like we said, we always we always want your feedback. We always want. Want to hear um, hear from you? Tell us what you want to see, what you want to hear. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, man. We we do we do this for you. We do this for the people. So, do you have your spotlight segment of the week? Absolutely not, because you know I kind of looked at like the twenty seventh thing. I was twenty seventeen thing. I was like, do I do uh, what's the best spotlight from all of last year, no. or or uh, or what? So. I, I couldn't really come up with anything that was it's the dopest thing in blackness for me last year was the, the damn Black Panther trailer, man. That was dope. <laughs> well, I, I, so I give you my dopest thing for last year. You kind of touched on this earlier. I think it's Kaepernick. I think Kaepernick could have come out. He could have backtracked or backpedaled to change the stance and probably got a job. Brother knew in the very beginning when he started the protest. And he stuck. He stuck to his damn guns, man. There's not, there's not a lot of people out there that will be willing to sacrifice, you know, what they really enjoy doing for um, to take a stance where a lot of people are not going to appreciate it. A lot of people won't criticize. A lot of people are not really going to understand why he's doing it. So big up the cap, man. To me, if I could give someone man of the year for like 2017, it would be that brother right up, man. Like, like, like oh, yeah. straight up. Yeah, man. Like you know, when they have people interviewers always ask the question, like, "Who would you want like to have dinner with? You know, dead or alive?" 
for 2017, man, that's cab, man. I wouldn't mind meeting, sitting down with a brother, man, having a conversation about. Uh, I just want to like to hear his perspective because he's been really quiet from you know this whole year about. You really haven't heard his own personal account of everything that's happening. And I'm not sure if he's I'm sure he's going to do a book or a movie or something that's going to come out of this. But I, I would just like to pick his brain, man, and see what he thought about the movement. How he did he see it going this way or is, you know, that was his personal sacrifice meant to be this this big and that kind of thing. So, yeah, man, you're right, man. Kaepernick probably is one of the best thing that came out of 2017, man. Period. 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 Well, with that being said, you can find us on more Can I Say podcast on all major podcast platforms, uh, Stitcher, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, Google Play Store. You can also find us on social media, uh, What More Can I Say podcast, um, Instagram, Twitter, our Facebook fan page. You can follow me on um, all of my social media platforms, NC Boy 80, NC Boy 80, that's also on PlayStation, I got an Xbox for Christmas, but they gave me some weird damn Xbox Live name, so I don't even know what that shit is. Seven. Dude, dude, I got it for four, so four. I love cars, I love racing, but that's another topic. So anyway, could have got Gran Turismo, man. Could have got Gran Turismo. Better. But anyway, yeah, it's fo- better. follow us, provide us with feedback. Um, for our listeners that participate, comments, like our stories, keep doing it. We want to we want to get more interactive with you in 2018. Um, Dex, your social media handles, what you got? Yeah, uh, you can find me on Facebook as Dexter Joiner. Look me up. Send me a friend request. I might accept it, might not. Find me on Instagram, Twitter as Dex underscore excellence. So, uh, say it all together as Dexcellence. Um, yeah, man, I'm on Twitter sometimes, still not, still not really feeling the platform, even Instagram kind of confuses me, but I'm up there, I'm old, man, I'm old, <laughs> uh, you can go to, to the, uh, what more can I say, uh, fan, fan page from Facebook as well, uh, you can hit the contact us button, send us your feedback, um, any content that we put on the Facebook fan page and we're actually looking at expanding that and creating Facebook group pages as well so we can be much more interactive with you guys going forward um, but yeah man anything we put on make a comment like it say something we're trying to generate the conversation that's period and you know we only put things on these sites that we like to talk about that we might be touching on to the show and that kind of thing but yeah man we we do it for a reason we do it for you guys, man. So let's get the conversation going. Your feedback is greatly appreciated. So with that being said, I guess what more can I say? Peace. Got something you want to share or contribute to the show? Contact the guys via Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to like the show and, as always, provide feedback. You can also hit them up via email at whatmorecanisay.podcast at gmail.com. Good night, America. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely those of the host and other contributors. It's just jokes, people.